Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. A lot of people don't understand why God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else to be added to you. I was one of those people and that could have cost me my life. It could have cost me my life. It almost cost me my life. But by the grace of God, he preserved me. By the grace of God, he kept me. And what by the grace of God, he kept my mind. That, that right there, even within itself is a miracle. He kept my mind. And one of the promises I made to him when I was in my last situation, which was second time I had jumped into a marriage, that at this time I started maturing or what have you. And I tell people one of the cruelest things I felt like God did for me was he healed me in the middle of it. You know, he healed me. And you know, a lot of stuff you don't see when you're broken together. But when you healed, all of a sudden you're like, what in the world did I do? Because I waking up in Vegas. I was like, uh, <laughs> waking up married to somebody in Vegas. I was like, what did I do? And I'm, I'm, I'm with somebody that's not saved, that does not love the Lord, that's just constantly doing everything that was offensive to God. So I had to, I'm, I'm having to live a life offended, fighting through offense. And one of the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life was force myself to respect somebody because respect typically becomes natural. Well, as I'm in that process, the Lord said, now respect him, move in respect. And I'm like, how? Because I'm watching him do all kinds of silly stuff. I had this African woman that was braiding my hair one day and um, I had found her on Craigslist. I was living in Florida at the time. And uh, she was braiding my hair and I was complaining to her because he was from Africa. She was from Nigeria. I, and she was, I was telling her all of these things. She was married to an American man. And I was telling her, I said, one of the problems we have every time he meets somebody from his country or, or even from the continent of Africa, he says, oh, I, I, baby, I met these people. They're from Kenya. They're from Nigeria. They're from Cameroon. They're from the, uh, wherever. They have invited us to eat. And I said, I'm not going to their house to eat. I don't know them. And I would try to get him to understand. We weren't raised like that. I wasn't raised to eat at everybody's house. There has to be relationship. You know, he was like, no, they've invited. That is rude. I said, I don't care. I'm not going to their house to eat. I'm not going to go sit there. We can go to a restaurant. What is the difference? I said, there's control in the restaurant. You know, I said, but I'm not going over there. And I was telling her, I said, he keep inviting people to our house. We don't know what these people are into. All of that. And she said something to me that really changed me. She said, how will a man learn to stand if you never let him fall? Mm. She said, a man learns to be a man when he falls down. She said, you're too busy trying to walk in his shoes. She said, I understand what you're saying. And I agree with you. I was the same way. She said, but my husband didn't get in my way. He let me find out myself. He let me find out myself. And when she said that, I felt that conviction, the confirmation. She said, mm -hmm. if you want God to move, you got to get out of his way. 
She said, stop arguing with him. She said, you don't have to go. Just tell him, hey, go ahead and go. You know, or what have you. But don't give him a hard time about that. From the real side. Huh? Go ahead, finish your thoughts. Because I'm going to hit something from the male side that I think is going to be real good that many of you wonderful women of God need to hear. Amen. Uh, and, and, and here goes what it is. Uh, I didn't cut you off, did I, woman of God? Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Now check this out. I, I want y'all to hear me, ladies. When a man shows you he really are, believe him the first time. Now, I know Maya Angelou was the one who originally said when someone shows you who they really are, believe them the first time. Well, when a man actually shows you and tells you who he really is, believe him the first time. And I'm not talking about the lie he told you to get you. I'm talking about the reality that he's expressing and the way that he's actually treating you shows who he really is. I, years ago, uh, in my book uh, called uh, Break Deliverance from Marriage, Breaking Spirits, I ended up dealing with a situation in church. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and make this raw and plain, but it goes back many years ago. But this, it was both a demonic stronghold and also a lack of discipline in individuals' lives, male and female. Don't y'all come telling me, blaming this all on the devil. Because you know, Brother Ivory got a saying, you don't do what you do because you got a devil. You often get devils because of what you're doing. Well, Why? listen to this woman of God. In in the ministry, there was that sometimes ladies, you want to date this guy in there. He's talking to you, and then he's also talking to another one, and he's committing to no one. That particular spirit, I ran into it. Now, when I was studying this, it sounds kind of funny. Now, I'm old school. Now, I thought Casanova Bellanova was not real. I thought that that was just a romantic name that they use who's supposed to be suave but when you read about casanova here goes what it said about him casanova liked church women and married women and it said in one article just as soon as he found himself getting close enough to her to actually make a commitment and she feel it's going to happen in short there are some situations that you sisters in church you have got this brother that is, you're sleeping with him. First of all, you're breaking the word. That's number one. You're giving him the goodies, and, and he's confused. You, He's talking to other people. You're kind of mad with each other, never realizing that this guy is showing you that he's not committed. Now, I have people sometimes coming to me, and, 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 and it's a good thing, getting deliverance from even fooling around with bishops, elders, apostles, and prophets. That fivefold title does not change the fact that you have to be very careful because the devil will use anyone that's not delivered. I'm going to say this with passion. Mm -hmm. The reason why this happens to many male pastors and what happened, I'm talking about the men, is because they need to be delivered. They just simply need to be delivered and commit themselves to the Lord. And I've seen this thing happen over and over again. When a man tells you, Tiffany, Miss Tiffany, I'm looking for a woman with no children. And you got three children? Then why are you hanging out with him? He's already told you what he's looking for. Then what exactly? Or if he runs around and throws in your windows, but no real commitment. Makes you feel like something is happening, feel like something's going on when it is not. Are y'all hearing me what I'm saying to you? This one person I knew would ride them around, different ones of them, Look at homes, look at builders, look at land. And what does a woman think when she riding around looking at that land? Oh, he's getting the land for me. Yeah. That house is going to be mine. I'm going to be de decorating up in there. 
never realizing that that's the game plan that the strongholds in his life. Yes, sisters, there can be some good brothers that are not yet delivered. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm, listen, I'm not right. gonna make everybody. I'm not gonna try to just make everybody bells above and all the rest. But there is some brothers. They are not delivered. They're still battling their strongholds. I had a message one time I preached. How much of the world did you bring in the church? And in this case, this is exactly what the problem is. And I say to many of you women of God is this. If you ever want to stop repeating the same performance with a relationship, then chalk your blocks. Set yourself a standard. Put your foot down. And when you see, smell, or look like you're going down the same road, Shut it down. Now, somebody going to say, but suppose they have a demon. Now, here you go again. Now you're saying the Holy Ghost inside of you has got you handicapped where he cannot help you. My dear friends, any of us that make mistakes, hear my heart, hear my heart. Any of us have made some pretty dumb mistakes. Any of us have had faults. Any of us have had situations that we learned from it. But I'm going to tell you something. Learn from it. Right. Did you hear me? Learn from it. There may be a sister right here listening to us right now. You are you you got someone that exclaimed that you are in a relationship, but they only do drive-bys. They only they only come out at night and it ain't a, and, and, are y'all hearing me? They do not deal with you about when y'all go to church, you don't even hardly talk. You gotta be secret about it. Now I'm not talking about being I, I, I am talking about the person is sleeping with you. I'm not talking about you're trying to find out where the relationship is going. I'm not talking about that. But they're sleeping with you. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And you're thinking that they are going to make a commitment. My dear friends, they need to be delivered. And many of us, I, I speak to the sisters as a male, because men are doing this to y'all. There are some of these prophets out here. How in the world does a prophet talk to you in Florida? You live in New York. And somehow they 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 hook up the prophet hooks up from Florida and you you have him over to your house and y'all sleeping. Now, how does that happen? Come on. You got all nine gifts of the spirit and can't figure out where that's coming from. People of God, I have seen preachers, preacher revival, minister strong, and go out and do something perverted. But when you check their life, that's what they've been doing anyway. And thank God I've seen God also deliver preachers like that. There you go, woman of God. Amen. Amen. That is so good. And one of the things I will say in my singleness, I give guys three days, three days. I'm testing the spirit for the first three days because what I'm not doing is what we I used to do in the world. Yeah. In the world, I would allow myself to be love bomb. In the world, I sit there and I can see all the red flags and ignore them. In the world, I made excuses. Nowadays, I'm praying. I pray even when I see the guy looking at me. I pray. And you know, it's funny because God gives me word of knowledge. Anytime I've given my number out, which has been very rare in these nine years, God will give me word of knowledge. He'll tell me, ask him this in a question. Ask him and he'll say, ask him this question. And the guy says, where'd you get that from? What do you see? Where'd you get that from? And I said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. I said, I closed it out in three days because for a woman, it becomes harder to let go once the soul tie is finished. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to get out before the soul tie is established. And, you know, and I have an automatic rule. If he tries to sleep with me, he's gone. Done. He has to go. He has to go. Because right then and there, he's telling me that as a leader, he's going to lead me astray. As a leader, he's not going to lead me in Christ. So if he comes at me in that direction, I met a guy on recently. And the first thing he said, he made a comment about pajamas. That was it. 
he made a comment about seeing me in pajamas. And I'm just like, I started laughing and I was like, that's, that's a wrap. And one of the biggest mistakes I've seen ladies make repeatedly is that they think, well, I'm going to evangelize and I'm going to save him and marry him. And I'm like, no, you, you don't, you don't evangelize what you are supposed to be marrying. Now, if you're already married to him, y'all both was in sin together. Of course you go on your evangelistic missions. But a lot of times what women do is we see the potential and we too busy trying to fish out the potential. And I tell people, even crackheads got potential. Everybody has potential. And Satan will let you meet the potential of a man, fall in love with his potential, and then he'll have you hunting for it the rest of your life. And, and Prophet, some, some, some people have predator spirits. I'm just going to be blunt with it. Some people, and, I'm, and right now I'm doing the man side. Okay, I'm doing the man side. Some men, I, I literally witnessed one time a prophet come to a church service through the prophetic word of knowledge, told his sister her pain, knew her insecurity, told her of the, the hurt that was in her, and by the time that Sunday was in it, set her up to sleep with her. Are you hearing me? And, and, and by the time I had to minister to the young lady, she said, but he was a man of God. He told me the stuff about, I said, that person is operating under a genuine gift, but like Balaam, He's become a witch. He's become a perverted warlock that goes in and seduces God's people. When you think of the sons of Eli, the daughters of Zion, they were innocently going in to worship and they seduced her. God blamed them ministers severely for seducing the daughters of Zion and they kept them from going into, they stood at the outer court, stopping them women from going in the inner court. Don't you let some bound up man full of lust, full of bondage, swapping in your ear, cause you to be messed up in the outer court and stop you from getting into the inner court with uh, God. I say this it. to you, women of God, be very discerning of these preachers. I'm going to say it to you. These prophets, these apostles, these events, be very discerning because what happens is some of them are not delivered from those spirits of insecurity, re uh, rejection, and pain themselves, and they're using lust and lustful acts to validate who they are. That's right. I just said it. Yeah, I said it. That's so so some of you actually getting God. I have seen sisters wait in a ministry or hoping to be the one that, you know, they, they just, just lined up waiting to be the one and coming up with fantasy ideas about why that pastor is going to be theirs. And then I said, well, does he even talk to you? Well, not really. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Come on. At some point, there gotta be some kind of interaction. Anyway, in your hands, woman of God. No, it's the truth. And that's why I say God to give me a supernatural confidence because the minute I tell people, I don't want nobody that don't want me, you uh -huh. know, because if he got a revelation, then I need to have one as well. If he got a revelation that I'm not the one, because I always tell women, men are the surest creatures you'll ever meet. When a man decides that's what I want, that's what he's going for. That's right there. He is the surest creature in the planet. And, you know, a lot of women think that, well, you know what his mama did, his daddy did to him, everybody did to him. And I said, listen, he could have healed just like you healed. He can go get therapy. He can get deliverance. He can get on his face. He can get on his knees. Stop making excuses. Otherwise, you're going to spend the rest of your life making excuses for him. You'll spend the rest of your life. And I wouldn't even say that because realistically speaking, he's not going to stick around for the rest of your life. But a lot of women like to go after men in, in, in ministry. They like to go after men in power. Um, I can honestly say I have guys like that in my family. I grew up seeing that. And I grew up seeing that. 
I remember um, one of the guys who used to visit my dad, he had got into pastoring. and He was one of the biggest womanizers I'd ever seen. And uh, what he would do was he would go get women. He had a little bit of money. He'd go get women. He would seduce them, pay their bills. He would become everything that they ever wanted. And he somehow, I think he sometimes even convinced himself, but he would become everything that they ever wanted. He would take over all day, but he would typically watch the women that were broke. You know, he's paying over their bills and he would say, hey, let's go get a car. You need to get a new car. And then he'd say, I'm not going to put my name on it because you shouldn't let the man put you. So he would go get a car and finance it for them in their name. He would stick around with them six months, nine months to a year. He'd go to their job, propose to them. He'd buy them all this nice stuff. And then he'd get bored. Once the woman got used to it, he would discard her. Yes. He would discard it. Once she got used to it, once she's no longer crying and shaking every time he does something new for her, once she got used to her, and this man, had I, I, he got shot at. He had a whole lot of crazy stuff going on around him because he had what you were talking about, that Casanova spirit. Mm -hmm. He had that Casanova where he would go after women. And um, I, I remember one of my relatives memorized the Bible. And he didn't memorize it to get women. He memorized it because he had a genuine hunger. But then that spirit in him would have him using the Bible whenever he came across a woman. So this guy was so discerning for the, he, what he, if a woman said Jesus, he would say John 1, 1. He would start quoting scriptures. He would start doing all that. He would become anything that that woman wanted, anything. And me seeing that, I thank God, you know, I hate that it happened, but it, it prepared me. So when I came into the church, then I'm not deceived by that. I'm not deceived by a man you know, running around speaking in tongue, God said, you will know them by their fruit. You know, it's not by anything. He said, God said, you will know them by the fruit. How are you going to know the fruit? The fruit of the Holy Spirit, you're supposed to watch. First, you got to have them in your own life. And then once you have them, you can examine somebody else's because you didn't clean the mold out of your eye. And once you see those fruit, if I know I got the fruit of kindness and I go out on a date with a guy and he's mean to the waitress, he doesn't have the fruit of kindness. That right then and there, that's letting me know. Okay, he ain't got to be perfect. But I have to pay attention. But women, our problem, to be honest with you, is sometimes we allow the spirit of loneliness to harass us so much until, and then at the same time, we have the voices of everything else in our head, our friends, our family, and we're like, okay, this man looks good. I don't know if I had a man that this has been this good of a dude. Like, he looks good. He got a nice job. He got this and he got that. Sometimes it could be the biggest weapon formed against you. Sometimes. So I, I can honestly say this. If I had to say anything to the ladies, y'all hear me when I say this. Chase God because God will make you supernaturally satisfied. There, I, I have a supernatural satisfaction that it scares me sometimes, you know, because I'm just so content in him. I'm just so happy in him or what have you. And I'm not looking for marriage. I'm looking forward to it. But at the same time, it's not something that, torments me i genuinely don't feel lonely your life, life is not driven by that that's not what leads you that's not what guides you i mean you you found you found that place um uh, right. as as a married as a married man i have found the place in god that all that i need is in what i have uh there is no ultimate whatever and i'm being nice because i'm a gentleman when i say an ultimate because it was a time in our lives we searched for the ultimate whatever and I'm being nice once again, if you're smart, you got it. Yeah. But I really realized today, uh, you know, God God has, has really blessed me to be able to live the entirety of my life with an amazing woman. But I had to get delivered 
God had to break some mess out of my life, off of me, in order to bring me to that place. And some of you that are listening, ladies, you might say, well, that might, that might be hard. It might take a long time. Let me tell you something. There is nothing too hard for God. I say it like Abraham. And when you meet that place, this place that, that, that uh, Elder Tiffany is talking about in her space of contentment with her body, with her spirit, with her soul, is the same exact place that Evelyn and I are at. And we are absolutely 100% content. By the way, I'm going to share another testimony. And a lot of these testimonies I share, I do a lot of counseling, but y'all know I never bring y'all's business up. It's not going to happen. This uh, person uh, gave me permission to share this. I, was, I, I had gotten a call from London. And when the sister called me, I said, well, what, what do you need prayer for? She said, Apostle, I have a spirit of self-sabotage. I said, I said, okay, why do you say you have a spirit of self-sabotage? She says, my fiance would be sitting down sometimes just, he would come by the house and he'd be sitting there just looking at the TV. The man wants to marry me. The man loves me. And she says, sometimes I, a thing would come over me and the man would just be looking at TV, not bother nobody. And she said, I was just look at him. He's right stupid. And she said, she would do him like that. And the guy told her, he said, I don't know what's wrong with you, woman. He said, but you're going to keep on and keep on until you're going to drive me away. And she just about got him to that place. By the time she had called me, she was called me. She was saying she knows that it is demonic because her grandmother and her mother did the same thing. They manifested this spirit that was just mean, just straight up mean. And it would drive the men right away. Now, this may be talk, does not talked about very much, but from a deliver standpoint of view and looking at it from our perspective, this is why are we talking about this year and thing? These are the things throughout this year that some of the sessions we have had. And we had to pray for her and break a demonic stronghold of self sabotage and marital relationship, a demon that would literally drive a man away. The, Ladies like that, a man can stay long enough to sleep with you, but time he gets dressed, you're not worth staying up half the day with. And it's a shame to say that, but that's what that spirit did. It, it made her just attack. In the Bible, there's a verse that uh, that I don't even like to quote it, but it is the word. It is better to be on a warehouse roof than be in the house with a contentious woman. This woman was operating under that type of spirit. Just me. I'm going to say something to you right there. My sister, if you're out there and you need to be delivered from a mean, stubborn, vicious spirit that attacks and drives away anyone that gets close to you, you need prayer. You need to get delivered. You need to get you need to get a breakthrough. If you see this thing two or three generations in your bloodline, in your family line, you need to get a breakthrough. Often the enemy gets a foothold in family lines. Through some, some now, some ignorant man probably done grandmom some kind of way, and grandmom now done said, "Look, I'm gonna bring the rest of the fold, the rest of the females, operating like this, and that thing can become a generational pattern that become becomes learned so well until a good man can come in your life and you drive him away in your hands, Elder." And that is so true. Not only will you drive him away. But whenever you get a bad man, you'll fight for him. That's how that spirit works. Whenever you get a bad man, you will fight for him. You will try to drag him to church. 
You'll bring him to every deliverance session. He don't even want to be there. He in church with his arms crossed. You know, mean mug and a pastor don't want to be there. Ain't going to get free because he doesn't want freedom. And that'll become your challenge. The enemy makes it where some things, some things people feel like I got to fight for it. A lot of people don't understand that everything that's good, while there's a fight that you have to fit, it's not always the fight that you think. You know, so, and so in their mind, they think, well, we got to fight together. We got to contend. I've done plenty of counseling with couples like that where the woman was contentious just just for no reason. The husband just wake up and look at her and say, good morning. And and, and now she's mad. And the husband just uh, come up in a room and say, hey, let me dance with my wife. And what you want to dance with me for? You know, what have you? and just just go and go through all that. And then they'll turn around and calm down. And I tell them, I say, you know, marriage within itself is a body. And I said, you don't realize it because you get to live in your individuality. He gets to live in his individuality. But there's this central body, which is your marriage, where y'all come together. When you're constantly stabbing at it, it's going to live for a little while. And he can fight for you for a little while. He, you can keep stabbing, but eventually it'll give up the ghost. Eventually, that same man will look at you and say, I can't do this anymore. And there's nothing you can do to resurrect it. And that's usually during that time where the woman wants to fight for her marriage. Uh, she's, she's running to every church getting mad at the pastors, getting mad at everybody because can't nobody make him stay after she just sat there and just castrated the man, just ripped him to pieces simply because he's a man. So I tell people, I say, get delivered from that. You know, one of the most beautiful things that I, I can honestly say God did with me is he helped me to understand that even in my case, the issue wasn't men. The issue was just Tiffany going and putting herself with those type of men because they're present. You know, they're present. It's like I could go to the animal shelter and there, there are all types of animals that are present. What I choose is my choice, but I got to deal with the personality of what I bring home. And a lot of times what women will do, they'll go to the shelter, get this rabid pit bull that, that's shaking all over the place. And they like, we're going to put them to sleep. No, don't put them to sleep. I can save them. And they bring them home or what have you. And they trying to do CPR. They getting wore out. They getting dragged all over the living room or what have you. They're having to wear chokers to get from keep from being killed. And then they get excited because he says the man upstairs, that little tinge of hope that the enemy has them holding on to. When the whole time God said, when he blesses you, he'll add no sorrow to it. It's not to say that you won't have trouble in marriage because like you said, there's going to be that, that, you know, that, 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 that shaking. But when God said, he said, I'm not going to add any sorrow to it. I'm going to bless it. We can add sorrow to it as human beings, but God's going to bless it. But there's nothing worse than a relationship. And I wish every lady heard this and every man heard this. There's nothing worse than a relationship that God rejects. There's nothing worse than a relationship that God is like this on because he said that's outside of my jurisdiction. You put that on that and what have you. There, there is nothing worse than a marriage that God rejects and then it's on the, over there with the enemy. The enemy has a legal right to do what he wants to do until one of them comes and surrenders. There is nothing worse because a lot of times what people do, a lot of women can be saved, right? You can sanctify your husband through your behavior, but a lot of women don't do that. And I'm telling you, having been in a situation like that, it's not easy to do. It sounds cute in the Bible, but it's not easy to do when you're in a house with a demonized man that's doing all kinds of stuff repeatedly and what have you. And you, you, that, that flesh of yours, every ounce of your flesh that's not dead will rise up. And what God told me, even when I was in that marriage, the last time I repented, I truly repented in there. I surrendered. I repented for idolatry. I repented for everything. And I said, God, if you get me out of here, I'll never fornicate again. If you get me out of here, I'll never do this again. Whatever you decide to do, I, I surrender to you. And um. God said, he made me die out of there. He, I couldn't just go and say, give me it. He said, I want you to die your way out. 
every ounce of your flesh that led you into it, you're going to have to die your way out. You're going to have to surrender to me. So I tell people, you can either die your way, you can die outside the relationship, or you can die in it. If you don't die in it, you're going to leave it bitter. You can die. And when you're dying outside of it, there's nobody provoking you. You know, you deal with a, a few things and what have you here and there, and it's hard enough dying to yourself. But dying inside of a marriage is hard, especially if you're dealing with a demonized person. It is hard because there's too many rules. I got to respect him. I got to be led by him. Then I got to try to let this flesh and mind die. There are too many rules. So if I can say anything to any woman out here, listen, get free so you won't be attracted to bound men. And I say that to the guys as well because I've, yeah. I've had my fair share of brothers in Christ. Um, I found that a lot of my brothers in Christ come to me when they're in bad relationships. They'll come to me and they'll say, what, what should I do? You know, this, that, she's cheating, she's this and she's that, or she's abusive, she's this and she's that. And first and foremost, I tell them, you're going to have to get counseled by a man. You know, I, I tell them, you have to go over here or what have you. The only time I counsel the guys and if I'm counseling the wife with them. Um, but at the same time, I tell them, you got to start making her an idol. You got to start making her an idol. She has to, you have to get to the space where, and one thing about making somebody, taking somebody off the idolatry spot, and this is a hard thing to say, is you have to be willing to lose them. Yes. When you're not willing to lose them, Yes. They will always have control of you have to be willing to lose them. That means you have to be willing to say what you're not going to do and what we're not going to do in this house. You're mm -hmm. not going to raise your voice. You're not going to call me out my name. You're not going to be putting your hands on me. You're not going to be coming in late at night. These are the things. These are the rules. And if you don't like to live by those rules, then I'm just telling you right now, hey, we we we, we can try to fight through it, but I'm going to only do what I'm supposed to do or what have you. But I've told them a, t a thousand times. It's just setting those rules. So I will say, and I, I've said this a thousand times, put God first. That was my lesson. That's what delivered me from my idolatry is that God is now my first and my everything. He's not my something. He's my everything. He's my everything to the point where I that position is taken. So whenever I do get married, my husband can't become my everything. Yes. because he, he can only become, you know, a fixture in my life. The person God brings and what have you, but I already have my everything lined up. I'm already surrendered to him. I'm already loving him. And then I also say this, every time you get with a person, you are interrupting a relationship with God anytime. So it, it's like, if a man comes to me, he can tell whether or not he can trust me based on whether God can trust me. If God can't trust me, he can't trust me. If God can't trust him, I can't trust him. If he can come in my life and I've been single, I've been absent in nine years. Intentionally, I told God, you don't have to worry about me no more. When I get married, I even took kissing off the table. That was my promise to God. I take, I said, I'll kiss him at the altar when the pastor said, you may now kiss the bride. That'd be his first time because we don't need none of that. Oh, what have Because if God is in it, I trust God to lead us. I trust God to lead us. If he has, he doesn't have that level of self-control, then he's not for me. If he doesn't have that level of self-control. But one thing God taught me, he said, look at his relationship with me. That's going to be a reflection of how he's going to be with you. That's a reflection. And he said, now you become everything I need you to be. A man can look at my relationship with God and say, okay, I know what to expect from her. I know that, okay, because she's uh, dedicated to God, because she's surrendered to God, because she loves the Lord, and because she's making a sacrifice for God, and because she's willing to lose any man, I don't care how much, of a, how beautiful a blessing he looks like, because she loves God, she's worth keeping. She's worth keeping. May I and step in? Amen. Have mercy. Yeah, may I step in? Yes, please. What, what I love about us on here tonight, I'm coming now from the 44 years of being married. 
Now check this out. The person, the kind of man, women of God that you want in your life is one that is surrendered to God. One that does love you as Christ loved the church. And one that understands that the both of you can submit one towards another in the fear of God. In these years of Abba and I being married, we've had disagreements, we've had arguments, we've had moments where in like anybody else, but the flexible thing, the one thing that centered us was that our relationship with God and the relationship with our walk was not worth giving up what we have for either one of ourselves. I know that my wife, even to this day, if I don't want to serve God, she will go on with the Lord, love it or leave it. She's not gonna. She's not gonna let me change that with her. But I maintain to tell you, down through the years of Elder Tiffany, down through the years, these forty-four years, we have we've had times where we've had to bend, and we've gone through some heavy storm, unpackaged a lot of stuff. But God would 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 minister. God would heal. Uh, you know, we we believe in the old principle. Talking about uh, when I look at headship, I don't. Look at me just being the boss of anything. The, the, the wisest head in our home is the one that makes sense. I Amen. mean, that's just a proverb by God. The wisest head in our home is the one that makes sense. I love and this it. Is not against that, it was that type of principle. The other day I had an experience. I'm going to share this with you guys because I like to be transparent. You're going to love this, Tiff. Now, I'm hyper. Now, I am. I'm high motivated. I'm hyper. Even ever since you've met me, I've always been. That's how I am. That's who I am. Well, you know, anything you want to get done, go ahead and do it. Well, the other day I'd asked Evelyn, we work in the office together. I'd asked Ev to do something, and it looked like to me she wasn't moving fast enough. Well, I didn't say anything to her. Every morning about 4.30, 4 o'clock, I'll get up and I'll go have my coffee run, and that's what I pray. I literally go to a Dunkin' Donuts. I said, I don't need to go there. But that's when I go out and just have my me moment with me and Jesus. So y'all going to love this. Please stay with us, y'all. You're going to love this. Now, ladies, if a man of God talks to God, and if that mate you got got a connection with God, God will talk to him. Now, mind you, now, listen, Jeff, you're going to love this. I said to God on my way, I said, today, I'm going to have a come to Jesus talk with Evelyn because I want to talk to her about how come when I asked her to do this, she didn't just go on and just get it done and get it out of the way. And listen, now, I'm prophetic. I'm even a seer. The Holy Ghost said in my good ear, you're the one with the problem. Ah. <laughs> the Holy Ghost said, you <laughs> Now, can you imagine? I'm, 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 God, I'm going to talk to her. I even set the game plan. I'm gonna, we're not going to be arguing. I'm going to wait one of the moments. We're going to go sit down, and I'm just going to explain to her. Get her to understand why I wanted the way that I wanted. And the Holy Spirit said, you're the one with the problem. And I was like, Really? He said, that's her personality. She wasn't rebelling against you. She is an administrative organized person. She has to have things. You, 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 you jump like that. You, That'll preach. You, you, you want to, you want to, end it. And Evelyn organized thing. So he said, now, you, now, do you want her to have her personality or would you like her to have yours? And I said, I, I surrender. I never said a word to her. And I think I was I was talking to someone, ended up talking to someone that I was counseling. And I made, I was telling him about the situation like that. And I said to her, I got up the phone. I said, Ev, you know, the other day when I was talking to you about getting done, she said, oh, yeah, I got to it. I, she said, I was organizing some things and such as that. I said, well, I felt some kind of way. She said, I didn't know that. 
I said, yeah, I felt some kind of way. I said, I told the Lord the next day I was going to have a come to Jesus with you. And I was going to wait till we come. I was going to, yes, I was. I going to wait till we real, real calm. And I was going to explain something to that woman. I going to explain it to her. And Evelyn just looked at me and smiled. And she said, honey, I did exactly what you asked me to do. But I was organizing something. But do you understand now, some couples would have been stuck on stupid right there. The argument would have went down that rabbit hole. See, woman, I can't tell you nothing. Every time I ask you to do and then you would have been stuck right there. But because I hear God, now what did I hear from God? First of all, Ivory, be you angry and sin not, Ivory. First of all, Ivory, you got to love your wife as Christ loved the church. So check yourself how you talk to her. I, a soft answer turns away wrath. That's like I said, I was kind of taking, setting a game, game plan to talk to her. And then the last of all, the Holy Spirit adjusted me and made me realize it was not her. It was me. So I was upset with who she was. Now, somebody might say, 44 years of marriage? And you don't know who she is? 44 years of marriage, and it's still an adventure. We're still eventually we're still keep discovering we're still keep discovering i can tell you but it reminds me of a time i was married and it, this is me putting myself on blast i i was married and i was in my 20s back then and i used to whenever i used to ask this man to do anything around the house i whenever i got in my mood when i wanted it done i needed it done there you know and i got in one of my little cleaning moves one of my organizing moves i want to move everything around in the living room and we had these shelves and it had wine and the canners and glasses like crystal all over the shelf and i i got this vision i wanted to and we had a long living room i want to drag from that side of the living room to this side of the living room because i'm thinking and so i'm in my my, my mood and i know if i ask him to do it he's gonna take forever he's gonna be say i'm gonna do it and it'll be like next week sometime so i i, I go to him and i say hey could you move this shelf he said i'll get to it i said i'm trying to do it now because i want to go ahead and get done he was like tiffany i told you i'll get to it so I got in my feelings. I said, all right, you know what? I'm independent. I'm going to be an independent woman. So I went over there. And at first I started taking the counter because we had some really real crystal decanters, like heavy stuff. And some mm -hmm. of them had alcohol in it, even though we weren't drinkers, just buying it just for the decor part. But I'm sitting there and I'm taking a few things off. Then I get this wild idea. See if you could drag it with the stuff on it. See if you <laughs> can drag it with the stuff on it. Just pull it real slow. And I started pulling it, and Apostle, it was working. And I got it a few feet. He's sitting up over there just looking, look at me. And I'm just like, I don't need this dude. I can just do it myself. I got it a few, I got it probably not even halfway through the floor. And I heard the sound of wood going, and as I'm hearing it, and I, at the simultaneously, I started running. It started, it caved in, all of it crashed down. Crystal broke, glass broke. Wine all over the floor. I start crying. <laughs> what you get? <laughs> That's what you get. I told you. That's what you get. You couldn't wait. I learned a valuable lesson that day. I learned a lesson that day. Sometimes the energy you feel can be warfare. Mm -hmm. I felt energized in that moment wanting to get stuff done, but if I can't do it by myself, then I have to I have to reject that and say, well, let me work on what I can do by myself. Instead, no, I get the idea. Now I'm gonna take the stuff off. Then I'm like, no, I can pull that. And it was working for a while. I was feeling I was feeling independent. I was feeling 
you know what blesses me with your testimonies? I laugh at you so often, Tiff, when I listen to you sometimes because it's like you, it's like God makes us examine ourselves. Yeah, that's what this thing. He, you know, talks about if it let it, if let let us judge ourselves. God makes us examine ourselves. While I'm trying to determine what I want in a woman, God made me examine what was in me. And wow. what I, when I, when Evelyn and I first got together, when I, I, I could get her to compromise a little. Then she messed around and started committing to God, and then it didn't get fun. <laughs> Listen, I tell people sometimes. One day, Evelyn told me, uh-uh, we're not going to keep sleeping together. This is sin. And look, I almost sucked and pulled a roof on her. Well, where you go, I go. Your God shall be my God. What I was supposed <laughs> to be living right anyway. <laughs> look, we get over it. Listen, yes, I'm being this transparent, y'all. We of got to how religious I got. Now, here I am in church, little minister, and that mess around, trying to date her, you know, seducing and all that. And she learning about the Lord. Now, listen, I'm telling her about God, slipping and, and dipping, telling her about God. And she turned around and tell me, I, I, I can't I can't keep doing this. Say, I'm going to go ahead and serve the Lord. So if you really want me, you're going to have to make a decision. And then I get all religious. Your God shall be my God. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Best decision I ever made. Look, God, look, me and Tiff were just hanging out today. This is sort of kind of like my end of year treat. I told Ev, I said, Ev, I, before the end of the year, I just want to jump in here with Tiff and, and just kind of hang out. You know what, woman of God, it's been a, a, a blessing talking to you. Guys, mm -hmm. look, I noticed the Holy Spirit led us down the road of, of relationship marriage and situations like this and both of us on her she's at the place where she's comfortable and whatever god does and whichever way it works out she's happy and i'm at the place where in there is nothing i'm looking for in a woman or anybody else that i already have it god has already given it to me and i thank god i even say this tip to those that are out there when the lord brought my wife into my life he really did a job to me because first of all interracially is the last thing i was thinking of and i'm not that black guy that I got me a white woman, so therefore, I, I don't know, I'm supposed to be whatever. I'm that guy that goes, I found a wife that I fell in love with. And, and and that wife was able to help raise my two black children that we had. That wife was able to love my black mother and my eight sisters and brothers. That wife that I have has stuck to me through thick and thin, even when I was ignorant. She knows how to minister to the king and the fool in my life. That wife that I got. My the best things I can end my life with in Christ. And he's given me a good thing and I've obtained favor. I pray, and I want you to close up with me. Father, I pray that those who desire a mate, Lord God, we all have been hurting and wounded and some of us have been rebellious and stubborn too. Lord God, we ask your Holy Spirit to break through the demonic patterns that the enemy has set up. And Lord God, we ask Lord God for a spiritual divorce with demonic covenants and demonic idolatry of marriage. And we ask you, Lord God, for a spiritual divorce, Lord God, with spirit spouses and spirits of lust and perversion. We ask for a spiritual divorce from predatory demons that have been in our bloodline. We ask God in the name of Jesus that you loose us right now, Father, from those spirits that have gotten into our life with separation and divorce, demonic strongholds that we have been taught by our society of what a relation is and, it is, and then what has happened is we've become warped and we've backslidden and fallen away. Lord God, you meant for a man to have his own wife, God. You meant, Lord God, for us to love each other, Father. You meant, Father God, that there are some that you that are out here, Lord God, that, that you have made satisfied just the way they are. 
Lord God, I ask you in Jesus' name to break the strongholds of the mind, the spiritual strongholds of insecurity and bondage that operates. Set them free, Father. Lord God, as, as Tiff begins to pray, Father God, pick it up, Tiff, from there. Thank you, Lord. Father God, I, I thank you for who you are. I ask that you cover every person that is watching this live and even cover their families. I ask that you continue to strengthen them. Give them supernatural confidence. Father, I ask that you bring them to you, Father God. Get, Father, bring them into a place of surrender. Father, I ask that you soften their hearts and cause them to love you all the more. Cause them to fall in love with your word. Cause them to have a revelation of you, revelation of your presence, revelation of your love, revelation of your acceptance of them. We bind up every spirit of rejection and fear of rejection that is moving in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you surround them with your warring and ministering angels. We ask that you bring the right people into their lives in the name of Jesus Christ and close every demonic access door that's open in their lives. We ask mm -hmm. that you continue to give them the mind of Christ. Father, we ask that you we, you prosper them in every good thing. We ask that you continue to give them your voice. Cause them to speak with thus said the Lord. Father, we ask that you continue to give them uh, leaders after your own heart. Father, we ask that you continue to increase their territory. Yes, and Father, we thank you for who you are. We ask that you bless the marriages, strengthen them, Father, in any marriage that is, Father God, falling apart or anything that you see going on in the marriage. We ask that you address every unclean spirit and we ask that you continue you. to bring your spirit into their midst. And Father, we thank you. We ask that you give people revelation. Father, we thank you for who you are. We bless your name. It is in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Tiff, I would like for you to let the folks know how that they can support you and be a blessing to you because I really I've been blessed by you, so I would like for you to do that for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on the screen. You could uh, go to Cash App, um, Anointed Fire, or PayPal. PayPal Me, Anointed Fire. I don't know if the PayPal Me works anymore. Um, I think they got rid of PayPal Me, but Cash App should definitely do. Or um, you could definitely Zelle Info at Anointed Fire, if you have Zelle Info at Anointed Fire. And thank you in advance. I really, truly appreciate you. Well, I want to tell you, it has been fun. Everybody that I've talked to, because quite a few that come to us for counseling, amen, uh, that, that has come through you, they were excited. Everybody's happy. And I trust that you all had some fun with this. You know, it was kind of funny. Neither of I, neither her nor I knew what we were going to talk about. Right. We were just kind of just going to have a chat. And then it went, it seemed to go down the direction, praise God, of, 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 of a relationship and marriage and unmarriage and all of that. And you know what? God is good. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you all like I usually do. Hey, Amen. We will catch you in another teaching. And I want you always to know, guys, that God, he is always watching, not watching to harass, not watching to curse or condemn, but watching to perfect us into his spirit. And we give him praise and glory for it. Amen. And amen. amen. Tiff, God bless you. Thanks for showing up with me. Talk to you later, sister. Bye-bye now. Talk to you later. Thank you for inviting me. I love and appreciate you. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrims ministry.org or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to general ivory hopkins it's just simply general ivory hopkins it has been my pleasure amen to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom life and family so i trust these podcasts blesses you and i'm gonna catch you guys in another teaching god bless bye-bye